I suppose Troop Steve Perriman again on the Steve Perriman podcast, um, as ever helped by Howard. Welcome, Howard. Hi. And Tom. Uh, hi there, Tom. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. Thank you. Great. So um, we're sat at the top of the league. We've got nothing to moan about. And everything seems to be going our way, including decisions. So uh, let's have a light-hearted talk about... Um, the position we're in and the Ange man and you know bearing in mind we have haven't got a game to worry about this weekend but I think we're worrying less aren't we about the games sounds like it yeah seems seems like we're we're confident and we're positive so um Howard I think you've got something to read out for us so go ahead if you can please yeah I'm going to talk to you about a famous player called Closer Miroslav Klose, who's a German professional player and former manager. A striker, he's the all-time top scorer for Germany and holds the record for the most goals scored in the men's FIFA World Cup with 16 goals scored over four editions of the tournament between 2002 and 2014. Wow. He's He's 45 years old. He's got some right to talk. Yeah, he has. He's 45 years old and he's stopped being involved with football. Why? Well, he retired in 2016 and was quoted a few days ago with these words. I said I stopped playing football because I no longer recognised it. Today, young players think about other things. As a child, I always thought about playing and becoming someone in this sport that I always loved. At Lazio and in the national team, after each training session, I put myself in a bathtub full of ice to avoid injuries. But the young players on the team systematically refused. When they saw me pick up the bag of balls at the end of training, they said to me, but who told you to do that? At that moment, I said to myself, you're 20 years old and you can't help a 60-year-old worker. They care more about whether their boots go with their socks. That's That's why I said stop. The football I knew no longer exists. The young players of today think first of cars, contracts with their sponsors and their new boots. It is only after these things that football comes. Steve, and what do you say about that? And there's me saying we're not going to moan. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I remember um, uh, Stephen Gerrard talking about why he made it. He said he thought it was because he was relentless in the pursuit of improving his game. He didn't want to let anyone get in front of him. He didn't want them to prove that they were more selectable than him. And I sort of know what he's talking about as such. So um, I think probably the players these days have got more money earlier than we ever had it. Uh, I think in our era, we had to, which is not necessarily a better era, but in our era, you had to prove something before you got the payday. So I remember talking to a guy and he told me that he visits training grounds and he, he sells watches. And I said, how much would you take on a, a sort of typical visit to a training ground? 
He said about 70K. Well, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. So the more you want to get the new car, the new type of car, the change the car, the new watch, etc., it's probably taken a little bit away from your your focus on what you're really there to do, which is improve. So maybe you can do it all at once. You can do the that and that and still improve. So um, I think it's horses for courses. Some young players today are like exactly how he described. And if they are, they won't last very long because there will be someone overtaking you. So um, how do you see it, Tom? Yeah, not much to add to what you said, really. I think, um, you know, being a, I've got no experience of being a professional player, but I'd, um, I, I can't imagine anything other than displaying a sense of maturity and um, team, you know, willingness to to kind of get involved in other aspects of, of what goes on at the club and, and, and interacting with other members of staff. Um, helping a 60-year-old man if you're a 20-year-old player can't do anything but but good for like how it shows your characters be and um yeah it, yeah no. howard howard anything yeah i mean um i think this is partly a question of time and partly a question of somebody's personality but i think it's, it can be summed up a bit by gary stevens because he when he first made it big so it signed the big contract at tottenham he went straight to the local motor dealer and bought those beautiful some convertible, whatever magnificent thing it was, and he really thinks he's made it. You now he's done it. So he's working. He's, he's driving down the road. He pulls up at the traffic lights, and the car next to him pulls up, and he looks across. It's Roy Keane, and he thought, Roy Keane. Look, if he looks at my car, he's going to be really impressed. I got the car, and Gary made a sign to him. Um, Keane made a sign to him, and Gary responded by saying, "There's my new car." He said, and the look, the look of contempt he gave me stayed with me evermore. I went back to the show car showroom, dropped 25% on the price so they take it back and never did that thing again. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just a case of Bill Nicholson and Eddie Bailey, for instance, in yeah. my era, that's all I can talk about, um, would keep a lid on your success. They would keep a lid on your overconfidence or the possibility of overconfidence and therefore I think there's more free reign on these players these days I think there's more outside influences yep. be it the, the agent the lawyer the fitness guru the whatever and therefore you know maybe maybe they push these young players down a certain route in terms of showing their wealth showing their status and um it does make me think a little bit about Delhi Alley with yeah. apparently a million pounds worth of uh, cars on his on his driveway um but you know that that's gonna not help you get out of a bad run of form mm. now I know he's explained other reasons for being in that bad form but um but yeah, it's a shame when it happens. But uh, so yeah, um, so let's let's get on to nicer things. So Tottenham Hotspur, um, Tom, have you heard anything about our results at the other levels? 
rather than the first team because we all know the first team are top of the league. Well, they're pretty much mirroring them. We're we're, we're winning under 18s, under 21s pretty regularly. Um, got some really good looking players in there. Jamie Donnelly, um, Sunset Bell uh, in particular. Um, it just seems like there's a really positive string of results and performances going from um, go, go, you know right across the, the the whole spectrum of the club. Yeah, yeah. Howard, would that encourage you to watch a um, under 18, under 21 game? Probably. Yeah. Where's going? Well, you want to be there. Yeah, I saw a photo the other day of the Somerset Spurs, who I'm particularly close to. And um, being in Somerset, the uh, the under-21s, I think, played at Bristol City. So not so far to travel. But I think there was a hell of a number of Somerset Spurs at that Bristol City game mm. to watch our up-and-coming players. And I... I think that's right. I think you, if you support a club and and they're playing close to you, why not go and take a look? So that when someone mentions a name, you sort of got this picture of him. So I, I was particularly uh, pleased with that. And um, Angie's making friends everywhere. Yep. Do you, of course you agree with it. But, um, Apart from Liverpool he, fans now. Probably not Liverpool fans, but, you know, we all know about the, the moaning that went on after that game. But, you know, he, this fella looks like he doesn't say a wrong word. He doesn't, he doesn't put his foot in it. No. He doesn't act aggressively or too aggressively or snidey or whatever you want to say for touchline manners. He looks like he sort of takes it on the chin. And, of course, things are going for us. But uh, I, I'm constantly thinking about the, the the shades of Bill and Keith Birkenshaw. Constantly thinking about that. So uh, in, so much so that I think, actually, he's got a bit of Yorkshire blood in him. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's coming out in this, these, these... He certainly made the players fit together, play together, work together, enjoy it together so from our point of view do you know what i think they're looking forward to playing the games and we're looking forward to watch them and that must be the aim of any manager mustn't it mm. definitely definitely they seem like such a cohesive unit now don't they yeah just um yeah. on the pitch off the pitch as well you know one of them posted something on instagram and all the rest of them are piling in going yeah boy you know you're my man and um, is that right yeah they're, they're, and, and yeah you see, but you just see them like when there's a goal, they're all just the, the celebrations are just so unified, and um, and yeah. it's not just the score. Notice very much it's not just the scorer who's who's um getting the yeah the, the acclaim the, the acclaim the the assister the assister or more more often than not is also being like properly perfect you know, jumped jumped on. I mean Madison's goal um, Madison's assist against Luton, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit, was a particularly good wow. one. Um, so uh, he, he was probably getting more 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 people run to him than Van der Ven did for. Uh, uh, mm. For actually scoring it, but yeah. there just seems like a real team spirit um, in place at the moment, which is so nice to see after the last few years. And it disappointed yeah. me at the end. They didn't the match of the day, etc. The other programs didn't make a thing about us scoring in the last minute because they're so excited getting clocked to do of the offside goal. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, 
remember what uh, Anne said about we don't stop. We'll go up, we don't stop. We we don't want to risk being 1-1 late on in the game. So let's try and get a second goal before they get a goal. So it's not going to take two points off us at the last minute. And, you know, that's so much common sense, isn't it? Don't yeah. why, why do you want to take a team that's in fifth gear? Why do you want to take them back to second or third gear to protect the lead? Now, I know we needed to, to protect the lead because we were playing with 10 men, but it didn't stop us getting the winning goal, did it? No. We took a short corner. We, you know, he did the bit of magic and a player that probably won't be noted for his goal scoring ends up getting us the three points. How good is that? So um, I've got some questions that I asked at the end of last season. And I'm saying our, because it's my team and your team. Um, And we. Do we see enough fight in this team? Do we feel that the level of our support is repaid? Are we looking forward to the next game? Does the team deserve the loyalty of the Spurs support? Do we think we're getting value for money in terms of the effort shown? If Harry goes, can we cope without his 30 goals? Well, in a way, I think all the answers to those this season are, yeah, absolutely are. And, of course, we didn't score early. That first 20 minutes, Howard, what did you think of that first 20 minutes against Luton? It was wonderful, wasn't it? After about the fifth or sixth opportunity, I was saying to myself, and I know the people around me are saying to themselves, oh, no, this is too good. We're going to start to get a problem in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Let it happen. And, and you, Tom, you were pleased with that first 20 minutes? Yeah, it was unreal. I mean, it, it, it kind of reminded me... I, did, I, I don't think we've kind of gone hell for leather in the first few minutes in a game like that for such a long time. Um, yeah, we've, even this season, we haven't really come out the traps at, at that speed. Yeah. Um, I remember, like under Harry Redknapp at home, we frequently used to really come out like out the blocks first thing, and um, um, and certainly under Poch at times as well. But um, that was that was just like a we started like a train, and if I hate to say it, but if Kane was playing, we'd have probably been three or four nil up without a doubt in that first um, in that first twenty minutes. And then unfortunately, Richarlison uh, missed a couple, which you'd hope he'd. Put away normally. Yeah, uh, Por- Poro's finishing has has been pretty good, um, so it's quite a surprise that he dragged, sure. dragged his one wide. And then um, the keeper made a really good save from Kulisewski. Son and Madison were both a bit wayward with shots that they had, which weren't clear mm. cut, but were both yeah. you know, eminently scorable from based on what they're capable of. So, um, so yeah, and then obviously, second half was uh, was a much a, a very different performance was required, um, but. I think that goal came from, I think it was like three corners in a row, and like the yeah, first two, yeah, first two were swung in, um, third one mix it up, short corner. Madison did very similar to what he did at Arsenal yeah, for yeah. Uh, for Son. Run, run. You think he's run it too far, and then poke it, poke it back into the danger area. Just gets and, his um, toe down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how good is he? He's so good. What? Um, 
What a player. So, I knew he was good at Leicester, but I didn't realise he was... I saw him more as a kind of annoying, good but annoying opponent. Yeah. And now seeing him week in, week out, he is he's something else. Yeah. In one of the Sunday papers that I read, they said, if you ask Klopp and Arteta, who are the best buyers this summer, there were none of them would choose, would choose him. They don't think he works hard enough. That was the indication given by the article. Is that right? Well, that's that shades of Glenn. Yeah. The reason for not picking Glenn in the, in the international team or building the England team around him was this. Yeah, was this always this question mark about about uh, his his willingness to run or to recover? Yeah. But I haven't seen that. I, I think that's one of the first things that I would notice. I watch when we lose the ball, I watch the urgency that we've got to recover ground, yep. to get back goal side of the ball, to be part of our defending, even if it's from a midfield area. You know, you can't just defend on the back line. It's it's your your your, your depth of your of your defending. So um oh I'm I'm so impressed. And I know I'm on a WhatsApp group, Howard, and you're on the same one. And I sometimes say things and I sometimes think Oh, don't say it yet. Don't don't bop yeah. this. And after 20 minutes, I was gonna say, but didn't say it. That 20 minutes I just saw is better than Leicester City when they won the league. Absolutely. Any, any, anybody outside Leicester would disagree with that. Yeah, and and but it's suggesting that we could challenge for the league. Well, none of us are saying that yet, no. are we? We're not saying it yet. But, but, and by the way, if we were going to aim at anyone that's just been champions, although it's longer ago than I think it was at the time, you know, but we're not we're not a Liverpool that won the league. We're not a Man City that keeps winning the league. But we might be a Leicester. I was I was watching the, the City Arsenal game on Sunday and obviously both of them are missing key players, but they neither of them showed much to make me think. Yeah, we're we're not going to be out of place up, you know, at that end of the table amongst yeah. amongst those two. Um, I thought they were both rubbish on the day, to be honest. Well, it, it was a it was a sort of poor game, wasn't it? Mm. We're, obviously, we're all hanging on there to watch to the end to, to see the draw. I actually gave up on it, and yeah, I did bock it. I did bock <laughs> it by turning it off. But anyway, there you go. So um, we're all happy. Um, this man has got us playing together. Um, David Pleat sent me a very nice text today. I think he'd been watching some training sessions and saying how the camaraderie is in the camp. Not necessarily this week, because they're all away, but probably over the, the last few weeks. And, um, you know, it's amazing what you can achieve if you're a happy camp. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the point. So, you know, no one seems to be stirring it up. Certainly not the players who are not being picked yet. Yeah, he's using players. He's not hiding behind uh, Madison, is he, or Son? He, no. he he could well take them off as well as anyone else. And it's not like they're playing bad. And he, he obviously knows more than we do because he knows about their possible injury or lack of yeah. fitness or whatever. But you know, everyone's going to be used as such. I mean, probably Dyer so far is the, the standout not not being used. So um, it's going to be interesting how that one 
how that one pans out. So um, on to sort of sadder stuff. Uh, Tom, do you want to tell us some uh, something about your T-shirt you're wearing, which has got a, a, a Tottenham story to it? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, this is uh, Pete Hayne on um on the on the t-shirt here these t-shirts were prepared um by some uh by, by some friends a, a little while ago when he was um very poorly with pancreatic cancer um and uh, we sadly lost pete at the beginning of this week um he's a sorry sorry last last week i don't know where the time's gone it's uh it's flown by um and yeah pete was uh very recognizable at the Spurs Stadium um, and in the local area as well, he um, he's he's been involved with Spurs projects for a number of years. Um, he was secretary on the Supporters Trust um, during the uh, particularly during the kind of stadium development period. Um, he has been involved in history walks around the area, you know, giving yeah. guided tours around yeah. uh, around Tottenham, explaining the, the history of the club um, in um, in all the spots where key events took place. Um, been involved in the Antwerp Arms Community Pub, yes, uh, as well. Um, and most of all, um, as far as I'm concerned, he was just a really good friend. Um, I've known him since meeting him in the Antwerp where we bonded over music and football, probably about about ten years ago. Um, and gone to many a game with him. Um, many a yeah, many 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 a social occasion. Met, met his wife Jill on a number of occasions, who's um who obviously all our thoughts are with at the moment, um and uh, yeah, just um he was he, he became ill towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, um but he has fought this horrible disease with bravery, dignity, and um and good humour, and um yeah, I saw him for the final time um at his uh, at his place. We actually watched the Shakhtar friendly together um which was also Harry Kane's last 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 time so he got to see Harry Kane um send off sign off with four goals yeah. and I know I know yeah. that he was enjoying um what Ange has brought to our style of play as well so um yeah a really really sad loss and um, I still can't quite believe we're not going to be seeing him again but very um, but, very yeah. sad loss the lovely man lovely lovely man thank you Tom for that um I, I want to mention a similar thing because um, I've done a number of talks lately and got some coming up. And um, in in kinder times, brother Bill was with me. Bill was my middle brother. I'm youngest of three. And it's Ted gets all the attention with regard to my career because he led me to games and taught me to be a captain and have a voice and opinion. So... Um, Bill, um, a few months ago, well, more than a few months, uh, was diagnosed with myeloma. Um, I think it's a type of bone cancer. And um, so I had all the chemotherapy. And then the next stage of that is you go into hospital, which he was there for three or four weeks in Oxford and um, had the stem cell transplant, which makes you feel incredibly poorly. Um, and because your resistances are so low, uh, you're not really going to see anyone, visitors, etc. But anyways, now he's home, and it's sort of looking positive. Bill's very positive himself, and I mention him because a lot of people that I have met through the events, functions, 
always mention Bill, always like him. And um, therefore, you may not have seen him with me lately. And that's the reason why not. So, Bill, we we uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, if that's, uh, you know, relevant. Um, so, yeah, um, Bobby Charlton's birthday. Well done, Bob. Did you enjoy Bobby Charlton's performances against us, Howard? No. <laughs> and still, and still, 50 years on, they often show the goal he scored yeah. against us at White Hart Lane, where the ball went through Pat's arms. Yeah, they, they keep showing it, don't they? Yeah. And I'll never forget that particular thing, because they, they, they replayed it one year, one occasion by saying, we've been so unfair to Spurs doing this, to, the, to, to, to Pat catching it. But they read it, they shot another, replaced it with another slot, Pat making a save. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done. He's, um, his statue's going to get involved, uh, going to get um, shown in Newry, where he lives. Uh, yeah. Wonderful statue. So uh, I'm, I thought I might be able to go, but I can't for the, for the unveiling. Um, Paul Miller, Maxie Miller, his birthday as well today. Um, I call him the East End Beckenbauer. <laughs> I'm not sure he. I'm not sure he takes too well to that. <laughs> Maxie's just been out with the Austria Spurs, um, being part of their their get together from from all over Austria. I wondered if he taught them any any um, German swear words or learnt German swear words, like Klopp, for instance. And um, I think it's Bill Nicholson's anniversary as well of, of uh, becoming manager. That was 59. So I don't think it's quite 65 years, but it's it's probably 64. So, um, yeah, what a great day that was when he when he took over the reins. 10-4. 10-4. Yeah, 10-4 against... Everton. 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 Yeah, of course, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, been really good to talk to you chaps. Haven't seen you for a little while. You're off on holiday somewhere, Howard. And we're off a couple of days time to Mallorca for five days. Brilliant. Well, done. Oh, and I'm off to Mallorca the following week. Yeah. Okay. I'll wave, well, I'll, I'll wave at you on the flight. You're all off somewhere. And yeah. I've just come back from Portugal. So not to be outdone. So thank you all for listening. Hope everyone's as positive as we are. Um, yeah. And, how, uh, Tom, you're going to play us out, hopefully, with your new record mm-hmm. or your new Tottenham song, so they can people can listen to that. Yeah, I got to. I've got to give the um the the, the lyrical credit to Stuart Halley. Stuart, Stuart, Stuart Halley and, so- and Sam Rosser came up with the lyrics to this. Um, well done, Stuart and Sam. Thank you very much for for creating stuff to make us all positive, and I hope you all enjoy it. So take it away. Tommy. Bye, Howard. Thanks so much. Thank you. Up the Spurs. See you soon. Bye. Your big and poster cockloo. You know today is to do. You're like Bertha's first touch. I wanna hold you so much. And since you have arrived, I thank God I'm alive. Big and postal clue You know today is a do
against Mr. Paul.